Alan Thomas, the Nubian scribe. If you hadn't listened to the latest episode of my podcast, I encourage you to do so. It was about the drug game and its impact on our communities. Also, I encourage you to follow me on Instagram at Nubian underscore scribe and visit my YouTube channel, which is Nubian scribe. Tap about for links to my books and other merchandise. And last, let others know about the show via your social media platforms. That way, they know what you're listening to. And it'll help support me and my listenership because the more people know about it, the more educated they're going to be. Now, to this episode's topic, Black Jesus. And when we, as a people, first learn of God and his word. But before I start speaking about the topic, I want to make one thing crystal clear. It doesn't matter what Jesus' skin tone was or is. Yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) Then why this episode called Black Jesus? Good question. Guess what? I got a great answer because we got fam out there and that's all right who believe that Christianity is something that was forced on our ancestors by the Euros. And what I mean by Euros is this. Those of European descent who participated in or benefit from the slave trade. My opinion regarding what fam knew before the Euros showed up on the motherland of Africa with God's word is this. Fam already knew God and he knew them. Fam. The main purpose of this episode is to start dialogue. That's real talk. Challenging the Euro's hypothesis that our ancestors didn't learn of God until they raided the motherland of his people, property, and life. Peep this. It is written in Genesis 1, 26 through 27, that God said this in part. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Yep, man in the Bible means male and female, i.e. mankind, people, I can't folk. And that's just what God did, created man in their image, according to their likeness. He created first male out of the dust of the ground, which you can read in Genesis 2, 7. Now, later God created female, but not from the dust of the ground, but by using one of Adam's ribs. You can read that in Genesis 2, 18 through 22. Keep in mind these words, which will become more relevant later in this episode, dust of the ground and Ethiopia. 
fam, I believe most of us know what God named the male. And for those who don't, that's all right. I got you. Know this. None of us know everything. I certainly don't. And that's real talk. The male was named Adam. And in Hebrew, <laughs> check this out, which was the language that the Old Testament was written in. Adam means red, one from soil or earth. Now, to the reference about dusk of the ground in Genesis 2, 10 through 15, it states the following. There was a river which went out of Eden that watered the garden of Eden, which parted into four heads, i.e. the source of four different rivers. And the Bible also states that one of those rivers, the Gihon River, G-I-H-O-N, composite the whole land of Ethiopia. Fam, what's interesting about the soil in Ethiopia is that 80% of it is red, almost the color of brass. And it is mostly found in high concentration in present-day Ethiopia, Kenya, Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Cameroon. Speaking of present-day, <laughs> you got to love when science and scripture come together. DNA evidence proves that mankind began on a continent of Africa, and specifically in present-day Ethiopia. Case in point, the oldest fossil human remain was found in present-day Ethiopia. Search Google. You read for yourself. So I got a question for you. If the soil in Ethiopia is the color red or has a brass tint to it, and one of the rivers that was coming out of the Garden of Eden composite Ethiopia, doesn't that imply that Adam was a man of color? I'm just asking. And letting you draw your own conclusion after considering the basis for my own personal opinions. So fam, it is my opinion, and again, my own personal opinion, that Eden was located on a continent of Africa, specifically near, or maybe possibly on, Ethiopia. Although today, you'll find different shades of skin color amongst Ethiopians. But I draw your attention to the ones who possess the shade that resembles the soil that composite 80% of Ethiopia. Those with reddish skin or skin that resembles the color of brass with a reddish tint to it. That reference will become more significant later in this episode. Now peep this. Ethiopians with that color of skin make up a large majority of Ethiopia's population. Reasonable people can agree to disagree about the basis for me stating that Eden was on a continent of Africa near or in Ethiopia. 
and that Adam's skin was red like the soil in Ethiopia. But what you can't say without proof is that my opinions are not based on biblical scripture. First, I want everyone out there who are listening to my show to understand this. Before mankind came to be, there was no such thing as a superior skin color or race. And I surmise that there is no such thing today. In God's eyes and in the eyes of those who profess to be a Christian. My opinion, race is something that mankind created, which causes divisiveness and that is used to marginalize others of a different skin color deemed inferior to all or to one. So let me start the topic off by talking about Noah's family. The Bible states that Noah had three sons and theologians have long believed and documented that one of them, whose name was Ham, H-A-M, had dark skin and that one or both of Noah's other sons may have been much lighter, possibly with white skin. So, doesn't that mean that Noah or his wife had dark skin? I don't think two light-skinned individuals, unless they were light-skinned black folks, can produce a dark-skinned child. So, if Noah, his wife, their three sons, along with their sons' wives, were the only ones left on the planet after the Great Flood, then that means everyone born after them must have been of color. In fact, Revelation 1.14 states that Jesus' head and hair was white like wool. Unsure if the reference was to the hair on his scalp and to his facial hair, but it's just a thought. Since men during that time period wore long beards. The Bible also states that Jesus' feet was like fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. Now to me, that describes a color similar to soil in Ethiopia, reddish. So, although there is biblical evidence that proves that there were people of color in existence after the Great Flood, there is a plausible argument to be made that Jesus may have come from a bloodline that was of color. So, question. Now, based on Genesis 1, 26-27, 1, 26-27, which I read earlier, do you believe that the first female skin color was the same as the first males since the first woman was not created from the dust of the earth? Answer, quite possibly, since man means mankind and specifically male and female who were made in the image of God and 
in his likeness. The Bible also teaches that our skin tone, <laughs> rather those of the Ethiopians, is distinct. You see, in Jeremiah 13, 23, it is asked, can an Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? What that tells me is that Ethiopians' skin, their color, stood out more so than those with other skin tones, which means that their skin color was unique and something to admire and take note of. Otherwise, why would their skin be compared to that of a leopard? Which, by the way, is one of the most beautiful creatures on this planet. That would also suggest that Ethiopian skin color may have been much like that of the first male and of the first female. And more importantly, like God and his sons. Now, about God's word and when fam first learned of it, there are folks out there who truly believe that our ancestors didn't know God or knew of his word until the Euros taught it to them when they enslaved fam. But the Bible states otherwise. Thinking logically and based upon what you've heard thus far, I ask you this question. Is it plausible? Is it plausible? Is it possible <laughs> that our African brothers and sisters didn't know God or of his word prior to the Euros enslaving them? Now, peep this. In 1 Corinthians 15.45 and in 15.47, the Bible teaches that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul and that the first Adam was made a and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. And that the first man is of the earth, earthy. And that the second man is the Lord from heaven. So, if the first man was made of the earth, earthy, then how is it that the first male and the first female didn't know <laughs> the person who created them? Or his sons, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To me, that means fam already knew of God and of his son well before the Euros popped up on the scene. I have biblical evidence to substantiate my opinion. Peep this. There are two chapters in the Bible that underscores my opinion. The first is Acts 8, 26 through 27, which speaks of an Ethiopian who went to Jerusalem to worship God. Afterwards, while he was reading God's word, a prophet came by and helped him to understand a specific passage from what he was reading from because he was having difficulty comprehending that specific passage and not the entire thing that he was reading 
So don't get it twisted. No one taught him about God. He already knew God. He came to Jerusalem to worship God. Now, all of us, we read something. Yeah, we may not understand a paragraph. Ask for some help. If you don't, that's on you. He got help, and he understood more so of what he was reading. The second chapter in the Bible that I want to talk about that proves my opinion is Amos, A-M-O-S, 9-7, where the Israelites are asked the following question. <laughs> and this is very interesting. Are ye not as children of the Ethiopians unto me? Meaning that the Ethiopians and found by descent had God's favor and that they knew him intimately as well as those who God also favored, which were the Israelites. So fam, just because the Euros <laughs> don't acknowledge fam was not ignorant of God's word or of God doesn't mean that it isn't true. Because, as you just heard, it is prominently documented throughout the Bible. The fam knew God and was not ignorant of his word. Like I said at the very beginning of this episode, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what color Jesus' skin tone is. Only that we, as Christians, believe that God sent Jesus his only begotten son with all of his glory and majesty and possibly beautiful colored skin here on earth to sacrifice himself for us. No matter if you have black, brown, white, or seemingly significant red skin, don't matter. He did it for all of us. So fam, Notice, God's word was written and told by men and women of different skin colors. And what matters is that his word is the only thing that matters, not race or skin color. So, if you believe that the Euros were the only authors of the original text in the Bible, or were the original teachers of God's word. And that is what's keeping you from reading God's word or accepting it as his word. Then I ask you to rethink your position. And what I mean by original authors of the text, God used man to translate or transpose his word onto paper. And believe me, he used people with different skin tones to translate and transpose his words into paper, onto paper. So I encourage you to read God's word for yourself. Yeah, the Euros, they twisted it for their own self-interest. That's a fact, which is proven historical fact, specifically when they falsely claim that people of color were, in some cases today, damned or cursed into a lifetime of servitude 
which they used to justify the enslavement of our ancestors back in the day. And in some cases today, the mistreatment, the mistreatment of us. That lie was preached to them and to fam each and every week. The Bible doesn't subscribe to that kind of garbage. <laughs> in fact, it ain't come close to saying black folks are damned to a lifetime of servitude. If I'm keeping it 100, like I always do. Ham, who you recall, was one of Noah's three sons who had dark skin. Now, the Bible also teaches that Ham's sons also had dark skin. And I'm going to point out two of them, Cush and Canaan. And it is biblically and historically factual that Cush and Canaan established great African nations, the Cushites and the Canaanites. Google them if you don't want to take the time to read about them and their kingdoms in the Bible. But your laws, good stories. The Bible teaches that Noah cursed Ham via his youngest son, Canaan, because Ham displeased his father. It is written in the Bible that Noah told Ham that Canaan and his descendants will be servants to his brothers and their descendants. So fam, question. And again, thinking logically, <laughs> how can the Euros claim that black people are a cursed people who are doomed, condemned to a lifetime of servitude when Ham's other dark-skinned sons were not cursed by Noah? They can't. That's why you got to stay read up, else you're going to get jammed up and being taught garbage like that. And turn around believing it. Here's another example of the Euros using God's name, but not subscribing to what they attributed to God. The United States Declaration of Independence states that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among those rights are life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness. The Christian faith teaches that there is only one creator. And it is written in the Bible, God the Father is all of our spiritual father, no matter the color of our skin. So yes, it is historically factual that the Euros twisted God's words for their own self-interest or purposely ignored it. Otherwise, they would not have enslaved, raped, tortured, and murdered our ancestors. So fam, know this. God knew us from the beginning of time because he created us. And we knew he created us. And contrary to popular belief, we knew him from the very beginning. Well before the Euros enslaved fam and claimed to have taught them about God. When what they actually did was twist 
God's word for their own self-interest. But know this, our ancestors nor us are not a cursed people, not, but a loved and valued people of God with beautiful skin that heaven adores and which may also cover the skin of our heavenly father and of his son if we're speaking biblically one love